DW the 77% Hello and welcome to another thrilling edition of the 77% show, the program dedicated to exploring the issues impacting the lives of young Africans. I am your host, Mimi Mefo. The 2024 African Cup of Nations has been a game changer for African football. Not only have we witnessed exciting matches and passionate fans, but a long-held belief has been challenged. The myth of the superiority of foreign coaches. For decades, foreign coaches have dominated the African football landscape. They were seen as the key to unlocking the potential of African players. But this tournament has raised a crucial question, which is, can African coaches lead their own teams to glory? African teams are better with their local coaches. Why are you not talking about Walid Regagi of Morocco? He's not a foreigner. He's a Moroccan. Something, this is down to the fact that national coaches have something that foreign coaches do not have. I prefer a national coach over a foreign coach because of their patriotism and dedication. National coaches are not primarily motivated by financial gains. In today's edition of the 77% show, we debate an issue that is backed by strong numbers. Nine out of 16 teams that qualified for the AFCON knockout stages were led by African coaches. Five out of the six group winners were African-coached teams. Cape Verde and Equatorial Guinea, led by local heroes, were standout performers. Our correspondent, Moki Edwin Kinizika, is in Yaoundé, Cameroon, one of the teams that participated in the AFCON with a national coach. Moki will be talking to young people to get their views on what they think about the performance of African coaches in the growth of the tournament's football. DW's Karim Kamara will also be finding out the views of young Africans on the streets of Guinea Conakry. But first, let us take a quick look at what many are saying on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Kofi Otabiu says that competence doesn't wear national or foreign coats. Sama Willie thinks that local coaches are much better. Away from tactics, coaches should also display some patriotism, he adds. Bansubu Moku disagrees. He says patriotism doesn't win you games. A good coach will. It doesn't matter whether they are natives or foreign. We will definitely be happy to hear your thoughts as well. The discussion is taking place on our Facebook page, DW Africa. The 2024 AFCON tournament has challenged the notion that foreign coaches are superior to local coaches in leading African football teams. African coaches performed equally well in 36 matches during the group stage, with 9 of the 16 teams making it to the next round. This success rate of 64% is a testament to the talent and determination of African teams. The 2024 Qatar World Cup also saw African teams guided by coaches from the continent surpassing foreign coaches' previous dominance. Two African teams, which are Morocco and Senegal, met it to the round of 16, while Ghana exited with just three points. This achievement highlights the power of the beautiful game and the potential of African teams to make a significant impact 
in the tournaments. Let us head to Yaoundé where Muki Edwin Kinzika is waiting to dissect the topic with his guests. As the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations draws to an end, there is a debate among youths in Africa over the ability of African coaches to man African teams. While some youths say they prefer African coaches who may be aware that they have to be patriotic while defending their motherland, fatherland, or the land of their ancestors, others think that African coaches lack the necessary experience and training coaches from Europe, Latin America, and so on to have. The debate is hot in Cameroon, with the elimination of the indomitable lions from the continental soccer show peace and with a Cameroonian and African Rigobert Song as team coach. To discuss the merits and shortfalls of Africans as coaches, in the 77% today, we have some young men and a lady. Nana Walter Wilson is sports analyst. Hermin Iluga is sports fan, and Azombi Julius Francis is football fan. Let's start with the woman. Cameroon was ousted in the round of 18. What do you think about the performance of coach Rigobert Songbahana? I would say the performance of Rigobert Songbahana to me is uh, wanting. Cameroonians wanted him as coach, but this far, watching him manage his team, knowing fully well that he has the resources he needs, he has good players, but he didn't know where to put who. I would say, uh, for me, it's pretty wanting. Rigobertson needs to work pretty hard to impress Cameroonians. Azumi Julius Francis, what do you think about Song, who is a Cameroonian, who is an African, as coach of the national team of Cameroon? I think Song has shown his uh, limits and weaknesses. I don't think he's fit for the job. What a waste in Nana. Is there any problem with Song or is it a problem with the national team of Cameroon? No, the problem is Song, the individual, who hasn't got the ability to manage the human resources at his disposal. How will you explain a coach that you begin a tournament with a group of players? You play the first game, you pull a draw. You go to the second game, you are beating. You play the third game with a team that the country, the supporters, had forced you to put onto the green top. You win the game. And then you go into the next game, many expect that you have improved upon that performance or maintained those quality of players. You change them again. He hasn't got the ability to manage the human resources at his disposal. So in the case of Cameroon, a Cameroonian as coach is not able to manage the national team. We are foreigners doing better. No, we, we, we have seen Cameroonians who have managed the national team and have brought us glory. Take the case of Jean-Paul Ancono. During the Olympic Games in Sydney, Australia, he brought a gold medal to Cameroon. Part of the problem of Song is that he's having a lot of influence and uh, strings pulling behind him from officials of the Federation. Hermin, he is saying that the Africans who are appointed coaches don't have that free hand to decide who plays and to prepare a lineup. Now, if you take the case of Senegal with Aliou Sisse, did you see him having that free hand to be able to prepare his team? I would say I've been convinced so far uh, with the performance of Aliou Sisse. It's true, uh, Senegal wasn't able to move forward in this uh, ongoing African Cup of Nations. But for me personally, I say if there is one African coach uh, others should emulate, it should be Aliyo Sisi. Aliyo Sisi is uh, someone who knows what he wanted as a coach and at the point when he was unable and he's convinced that he can bring nothing again for the team, we got his reaction. He was beaten 
and he decided to say, I can't continue with these guys again. The Senegalese Football Federation gave a project to the various levels of the national team, beginning from the academies in Senegal that work hand in gloves with academies of clubs in Europe, especially France, where there's exchange of human resources, there's exchange of expertise, and that has helped to build football in Senegal. And they have taken time over the years. See, they have been winning at under 16, under 17, under 21, and at the level of the national team. But in Cameroon, we don't have that project given to the national team by the federation. Are African teams better with foreign coaches, coaches from Europe, coaches from Latin America, or with African coaches? You've been giving only two examples, that of Senegal and Cameroon. No, the, no, African teams are better with their local coaches. Why are you not talking about Walid Regagi of Morocco? He's not a foreigner. He's a Moroccan. It is because the Royal Moroccan Football Federation has given him a defined project, has given him the human resources, the financial resources, the technical resources to go ahead. And he's not being pulled in the background, called on telephone lines by the president of the Moroccan Football Federation that bring in this player, bring in that player, this player is my cousin, this player is my nephew. No, we have fine coaches in the continent that can do the job. So let's allow them, pay them well, give them the technical, the material, the human resources to do their job and they'll perform very well. Azumbi Julius Francis, do you think teams in Africa are doing well under foreign coaches or under African coaches? Cameroon has five Afghans, one by five foreign coaches. Ghana has four Afghans, won by national coaches, all national coaches. Egypt has seven Afghans, four won by national coaches, three won by Hassan Shihata, a former player and an Egyptian. So it's complex. If given the resources and there's a proper football program, be it a national or a foreign coach, the results will follow. If you're joining us, you're listening to the 77% coming your way from Yaoundé in Cameroon. I am Moki Edwin Kinzuka. We're moving back to Bonn in Germany to meet Mimi Mifor, who is certainly taking reactions from across the continent. And when we come back, we shall be concluding. Thanks, Moki. Before exploring this topic further, let us have a quick look at some of the views expressed by other young Africans on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Omi Omar says, patriotism, yes, but when your federation is not well organized and players are not fully committed, you can even appoint the president of the country as the manager and the team will still lose. All right. Ibrahim Bari thinks that foreign coaches don't like criticisms. They would explode like the Gambian coach. Talking about the Gambia, young people had to deal with the pain of being kicked out of the AFCON and the shock of seeing their coach resign. He was a foreign coach. Tom Senfit resigned after his team finished at the bottom of Group C. This did not sit down well with several young people in other parts of the continent. Let's hear what those in Guinea Conakry had to say about the issue, especially when it comes to foreign versus local coaches. What's their preference? Take a listen. I prefer a national coach over a foreign coach because of their patriotism and dedication. National coaches are not primarily motivated by financial gains. Even with modest pay, they passionately strive to uplift their countries without demanding special conditions. But foreign coaches often perform well when financial support is abundant, but they may leave when there is no money. 
An example is the Gambian coach who abandoned the national team when they failed to qualify for the second round of AFCON. A true national coach would likely show more loyalty in such circumstances. Hiring a foreign coach often seems like a waste of money. We have former players who possess the potential to train our national teams effectively. For instance, our national team's Kaba Diawara earns 30,000 euros per month, while Aliou Sisi, coaching the Senegalese national team, receives 35,000 euros monthly. These coaches, driven by a commitment to safeguard their countries, showcase commendable coaching skills. Tom Saintford, for instance, if he was Gambian, would he have resigned? Probably not. I prefer a national coach because their primary focus is to safeguard their country and take pride in being a citizen. I lean towards a national coach because I believe there are patriots who are dedicated to thoroughly preparing their teams. Their focus is not primarily on financial gain or personal interests. Instead, they prioritize the advancement of their nation and their strive to ensure it excels and does not lag behind others. Those were young people in Guinea-Conakry speaking to DW's Karim Kamara. Let's head back to Cameroon and hear more from Moki and his guests. Over to you, Moki. Thank you, Mimi. Now, let's start concluding here in Yaoundé. I'm starting with the only lady we have. Now, I mean, if African coaches are good, then why don't we have these foreign nations, developed countries coming to Africa to also recruit coaches from Africa? We've never seen an African being a coach in any developed country, preparing for the World Cup, preparing for any tournament. It's the belief, the belief that everything that is good comes from Europe. When we look at a country like Nigeria, for instance, still having a Portuguese as a coach today, it means we are still believing that the best could come from the international community. So I would say we are the problem. We Africans, we need to start believing in our resources, our capacities, and the others who believe in us. If we don't believe in ourselves, why should the others come and believe in us? Look at what happened with uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire got into the games with a coach, Jean-Louis Gazet. They played and they were beaten 4-0 by Equatorial Guinea. And Jean-Louis Gazet was fired. And there is an interim, MS Faye. We are seeing the results. He's an African. He's an African. He's a local. He's from Cote d'Ivoire. We are seeing the results. That's to say that we have the capacity. We need to start proving the international community that we can make it. When we prove them good enough, they too can start believing in us and come and fetch our resources here to use. Edwin, I mean, I just said something very important there. And it's good that we underline it. The case of Jean-Louis Gasset is a very important issue about coaching in this continent. He lost the game against Equatorial Guinea, a team that he described as dark horse. He was fired. They brought him his second assistant, MSFI. He decided to change the strategy of Jean-Louis Gasset. Jean-Louis Gasset believed in the younger generation. And that is why he kept out Max Gradel. He kept out Frankie But now, MSFI said, let's bring the younger generation and the older generation together and see the result. As a Julius Francis, should we continue counting on African coaches or bring foreign coaches to man African teams? We have to trust our own. We have African coaches with uh, UFA coaching license. These are the same uh, coaching licenses top coaches in Europe have. So what exactly is the problem? If you are just joining us, you are listening to the 77% from Yaoundé, Cameroon. I am Moki Edwin Kinzaka.
We are looking at the merits and the shortfalls of African coaches and asking ourselves why there is a mad rush for foreign coaches. We have Nana Water Wilson, who's a sports analyst, Hermin Iluga, a sports fan, and a zombie Julius Francis, a football fan. Now, Nana Water Wilson, um, would you look at the situation where a developed country would think that Coaches from Africa are also good, and then recruit one from Africa. Of Do course. you foresee that type of thing happening? Of course, Edwin. These African coaches, they're in the same classrooms with their fellow Europeans. Are you saying that what, I mean, uh, Orelian Cheju has, what um, Ashi Kwame Weber has, is different from what Pueblo Gadona has? Is it the same infra license? Edwin, don't tell me about infrastructure in this continent. We have the infrastructure in this continent. Look at the quality of AFCON we, we organized in Cameroon. Look at the quality of AFCON ongoing in Cote d'Ivoire. Look at the quality of infrastructure that we had in South Africa in 2010 for the World Cup. Don't talk to me about infrastructure. We have enough infrastructure in this continent to do the job. What we need to do is that we should give our local coaches the responsibility to carry on with their training, especially from the football federation. The problems of our coaches coming from the football federation. Hey, did you want me to talk to you about how before now the Nigerian FA has been a problem with local coaches? There have been a problem because the FA wants to control everything. But our problem in Cameroon now is that our FAs are meddling a lot into the national team. They should allow the national team and we're going to have results. We have the infrastructure, we have the human resources, we have the players in this continent. The government is ready to pump money. Edwin, look at what Guinea is doing at the Nations Cup. Look at what Equatorial Guinea is doing at the Nations Cup. It tells you that the government is ready to put in money. Let the FA allow the coaches to do their job. When they, they don't perform, you dismiss them. Just like Hugo Bros was dismissed from Cameroon and then he's doing well in South Africa. Look, look at, look at like, like you're saying, Hugo Bros told the FA that if you meddle into my job, I will leave. And the moment they step in, he left. Look at the massive job he's doing for the South Africans. Not because South Africans don't have locals, it is because they're looking for somebody who is determined to turn around their destiny. That's where we end today's edition of the 77% from Yaoundé, Cameroon. We had Nana Walter Wilson, who is a sports analyst here with us. Hermin Iluga, a sports fan who has been taking note of happenings, especially as far as coaching is concerned around the continent, the African continent. And a zombie Julius Francis, a football fan. Over to you, Bon. Over to you, Germany. I am Moki Edwin Kinzaka in Yaoundé, Cameroon. Many thanks to you, Moki, and immense appreciation to your panelists for what has been a thought-provoking educative discussion. My take-home from this is that young Africans are gravitating towards the use of national coaches despite the challenges along the way. Let's quickly share these comments from our Facebook page, DW Africa, where we have Chika Ora saying that Africa is a retirement home for foreign coaches. Hmm. And for Rexon also adds that what killed African football is politics. We sincerely appreciate all your comments. Please do not forget to join the debate. The platform is DW Africa. And that wraps this week's edition of the 77% show. If you would like to revisit this insightful discussion, you can find the show on our website dw.com forward slash Africa or search for DW Africa on Spotify. I am Mimi Mefo. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, goodbye.